As a pathology technician who worked in a mortuary, the question I'm asked most often is, how on earth did you end up working with dead bodies? The answer, that I'd wanted to do so ever since I was a child, rarely satisfies. But the reason for this early fascination is simple. I fell in love with forensic science after I fell in love with the books of Agatha Christie, books which I began borrowing from my local library aged just eight years old. Coincidentally, Agatha describes me exactly via the 12-year-old character Pippa in her 1954 play Spider's Web. When Jeremy Warrender, the house guest of Clarissa Hailsham Brown, asks Clarissa's stepdaughter Pippa what her favourite subject at school is, we're told that her answer was immediate and enthusiastic. She says, Biology, it's heaven. Yesterday, we dissected a frog's leg. The application of biology to crime can loosely be described as forensic pathology, and it's something I was surprisingly aware of and enamoured with from childhood. Of course, Agatha herself didn't talk of forensics. It's a relatively modern term. But every one of her stories is an expert tapestry of human observation and ingenuity, threaded through with the emerging sciences and detection methods of the era, and it's this attention to forensic detail that really enthralled me at that young age. Included in her repertoire are mentions of fingerprints and document comparison, blood spatter analysis, trace evidence and firearms. There is a proliferation of poisons, perhaps the weapon most associated with Agatha's books, since she spent time working as a dispenser in a pharmacy during both world wars and incorporated that knowledge into her fiction with immense success. Also, critically, every Christie detective story involves one, or more commonly several, dead bodies. For a curious child already fascinated with biology and pathology, these stories and their corresponding bodies were the perfect puzzles. A quick synopsis of the chapters of Agatha's own life, for those who aren't familiar, reads just as intriguingly as one of her books. She was born Agatha Miller in 1890 in Devon, UK, and became the world's most commercially successful novelist, outsold only by the Bible and Shakespeare. In 1952, she wrote The Mousetrap, a play which has had the longest initial run in history. In fact, after 67 years, the only thing capable of suspending performances of The Mousetrap was the coronavirus outbreak of 2020. And in 1971, she was made a Dame of the British Empire. However, before her incredible literary success, she mucked in like the rest of the population during the First World War, as she did again in the Second, by working for her country as a nurse and then a pharmacist, roles which would become pertinent in many of her future stories. 
Some people are aware of the unfortunate end of the marriage to her first husband, Archie Christie, in 1926, and her subsequent disappearance. It hit international headlines at the time when, after 11 days, she was discovered in a hotel in Harrogate suffering with possible short-term memory loss, although the incident remains somewhat of a mystery and she didn't mention it in her autobiography. Thankfully, her second marriage four years later to the archaeologist Max Malloan was much happier and stayed that way until her death in 1976. This second union even inspired in Agatha an interest in archaeology, which provided yet another talent towards her rapidly growing repertoire to be drawn upon in later books. And drawn is the operative word here. Max encouraged her to attend sketching lessons so she could record the finds at various excavations for posterity. And after meticulously cleaning and illustrating them, she became a bona fide member of the dig team. <laughs>